India charts the truth about the markets. Namaste dosto welcome to yet another series of India charts podcast. I am Chavan Krishna business head India charts and along with me the founder Rohit Srivatsav. Hi Rohit welcome to the podcast. Hi everyone good to be doing another round of the markets. US market seems to have dropped another 800 points uh, Rohit do you see the end of the bull run? So I'll put this in perspective both with the US and India I think that the US market had been coming close to the end of what we were calling a five wave move. I in fact put out a chart a week back of the Nasdaq showing that it was not only coming close to touching its long term channel its 10 year channel but also at the uh, in the fifth wave of this particular move up so that was the reason for which you could have gotten at least a correction to start with which is what i think you are seeing what we couldn't anticipated that it would have been a 2 3 day 6% sell off affair which has come more on the back of particular news events that are happening around the world and not really related to a normal rollover sell off either on the back of economic activity data which has anyway been weak for most of this time frame but you still still saw new highs in the us market because of financial intermediation and mostly the belief that the fed was still buying bonds through the repo market so that action kept on going in the meantime i think our own markets did well up to the budget where they got first times concerns that the government spending was not up to the tune or levels that they were really anticipating post the tax breaks the tax breaks themselves did provide some stimulus and after that we are seeing volatility in the nifty up and down but the sell off that we got post the budget itself we saw 50% retracement which is why it looked like you know you had a pretty deep cut in one move itself and so i was not sure whether you would continue to see a further decline from there you had already t- touched the 40 day average even today i think after yesterday's sell off in the us you have come close to but not gone below the low that we actually made on budget day so we really need to watch the key will be these two retracement levels uh, the 50 i mean we are already at the, the 38% retracement is at around 11750 we are not trading a little below that If we go to the 50% retracement mark it comes in at 11536 so i think that becomes the next major level to watch the worst case scenario will be actually 61.8% if the uh, negative news flow continues then we'll look at going all the way back there but is this the end of the bull market a little early to say if you actually had a five wave decline post the budget move i think you could have said something about it being a larger sell off what we are seeing actually is a series of three wave declines what we call zigzags in technical Uh, jargon uh, and so we saw one zigzag uh, because it was steep it could have been the end of it now we are seeing a second one so you're getting a series of zigzags will it be a larger triangle pattern or will it uh, only just be a double or triple zigzag down to the key retracement levels is what we are thinking right now and not really thinking in terms of a larger topping formation unless we see a triangle distribution and weakness in the broad market that had managed to rally into january in such a volatile situation how should one stay on the right side of the markets right so like i mentioned a couple of elliot wave patterns that we found useful in being able to do so but what we really teach in our uh, mentorship program is it's not just about knowing elliot waves but of course you need to know how to count them and i think a lot of people don't do it correctly or get scared by it which is what we've made so simple for most of the participants in the first batch that we really completing next month uh, and then we combine it with all the technical tools so if we just looked at our proprietary uh, momentum indicators we got a sell on friday itself on 
the close on the daily chart and the weekly momentum was already in sell mode since the budget day so uh, when you combine both of them both were indicating that you need to take some risk off the table uh, and that apart the big picture of course was that you've got a recovery from september which uh, had got the broad market participation coming in which simply meant that you could have uh, improvement in the larger trend but in the short to medium term which is from a few days to a couple of weeks we were looking at a pullback in the budget long short report we also mentioned the potential for a 50 or 60 percent retracement after the first five wave advance and i think that's what we are seeing uh, though uh, i did think that we would hold up uh, to the lows uh, like i mentioned earlier because of the sharp setback uh, but once these indications rolled over again that is the short term momentum crossing back uh, risk is back to us uh, you know seeing a lot of volatility so this combination of these indicators how do you use them how do you count you yourself identified recently a couple of stocks using the methodology where you could see five wave declines and then after that the counter trend bounced to a 61% retracement gave you an indication that you are going to get another five wave sell off. So that's what we do. And if you really are interested in learning that, I think our next sessions coming up in April, you can tell them more about it. Yeah. Speaking on the mentorship program, we have a batch coming up from April 28th. So those who are interested, please get in touch with me. Uh, call me up on 6361 to know more details on the program. So coming back, everyone is saying that this recent fall in the market is news driven mainly because of the coronavirus. If so, then why the Chinese market, uh, the Shanghai market is going up, Rohit? You want to throw some light on this? So China is the first place where the outbreak probably started and all the news flow was surrounding China itself from late December to early January. And things really got pronounced, I think, from mid of January. That's when you saw the sell-off hit commodity markets and I think equity markets from the 21st of Jan. But the initial reaction was, well, you got a few thousand cases. Maybe it will be contained. The city was getting into lockdown. But eventually, as people saw the number of cases get bigger and bigger, I think the Chinese market was the first to not only react on the downside, but immediately got attention of the authorities who have stepped in with some kind of funding plans, uh, providing businesses some support and the equity market some support so what you eventually have is the chinese market which is already down due to weakness in the economy due to the events around hong kong and the trade deal it had started some recovery but after this sell-off is once again recovering because of the direct impact of these stimulus measures that they have taken so financial markets have stabilized that doesn't mean that the scenario on the ground is back to normal yet it may take a while you know the economic impact is definitely one that world markets will deal with because china is a large part of the world a couple of points of gdp i think everybody is now pricing in and especially as you will continue to hear about hundreds of cases showing up in other parts of the world which was something that was potentially possible because a uh, few people who may have moved around uh, and this being a very contagious uh, virus which means it can spread through you know uh, not just uh, the uh, air but also through places that you touch and can stay alive on surfaces for several days as reports that i'm reading uh, there was this possibility that many more people get it but that also doesn't mean that everybody who gets it is going to you know be part of the death count because the uh, number of cases that uh, you know there's always a fatality rate there uh, and there's a contagion rate the contagion rate is high fatality rates are not showing that high but point being that it could have spread and there are other countries that could have shown similar kind of symptoms question is how many people in each city will actually get it and we will use get lockdowns in other cities i think those are still open issues it might still happen you don't know how far and wide it will spread before it's uh, completely contained the good news is that everyone's aware 
you know the speed at which actions are being taken uh, even in the us you have quarantined uh, you know cases whoever have come back either from japan uh, from the ship or uh, you know the ones that were known and they're making sure that you know the spread doesn't happen and they are also trying to investigate the source and lock it down so that uh, it doesn't go far and wide and then once uh, people start recovering from it then of course you have antibodies working uh, on your uh, system which ensures that you know it doesn't spread anymore so that's the whole and soul of it uh, question is how long it takes for us to reach that status and uh, that's when you know panic uh, would actually start cooling off right now what you're seeing is more news based panic because everybody is hearing about the these possibilities and panicking in the ma- market first which is why the us vix has hit a multi month high in two days near all the levels that you had seen even in the 2018 and 18 general market sell off because uh, when it was actually overbought and sold off normally you would seen these same vix levels that you're seeing now in uh two days so i think the china, since china has recovered what i would really expect is that wherever you're seeing in other parts of the world whether it's europe whether it's uh, you know hong kong singapore has already announced some steps uh us itself i think all of them can announce steps uh, to stabilize financial markets in the coming days uh, either through central banks or whether governments themselves take fiscal policies give tax breaks or some concessions and get trade back online i think all of that will happen in the days ahead and will stabilize the situation so this is not uh, uh, the kind of news on which you want to go all out panic and you know from an investment perspective the trade of course still remains Uh, has remained on the short side we can't clearly say whether the bottom is in today or tomorrow we continue to watch for that but what i will say is that increasingly at least as far as nifty is concerned it looks like a relatively oversold market uh, when we look at things like uh, the positioning which is the fi positioning which has been extremely short uh, both on the futures side and they've been adding a lot of puts on the Uh, option side as well similar to what they have done at any previous uh, you know market bottom so they've always added back so much at these kind of levels and so the same you will see even after the last few days i think the put call ratio was very low uh, at the beginning of the month it's not that low uh, it's cooled off a bit uh, but the breadth indicators are also somewhat stable because you've seen negative breadth for quite a while through the month of february and the ad ratios have come closer to the lower end of their range so some more selling in mid caps and you will be at the lower end and so you have a what i would call an intermarket divergence between say the nifty and the mid caps where the mid caps are still so far holding better than the main index itself uh, which somewhere shows us that the underlying internal strength of the market is still there and that is not weakened uh, and uh, like i said hopes will be, remain on that you get action from various governments and banks similar to what you saw in china and then that strength would return to other parts of the world but the answer to your primary question is china go hit was hit first reacted first which is why it is more stable whereas other places are just beginning to respond to the idea that they have a problem okay so you mean to say the investors should not start looking into cutting their portfolios down or consider this recent fall as a part and parcel of the markets so the answer to that in short right now appears like a yes simply because the sell off in stocks that we saw from 2018 to 2020 when we were actually bearish because most of the long short reports we wrote were saying that the markets would come down while the nifty didn't take a big cut we did see a very very deep cut in stocks some of them losing 50% 80% 90% in the mid cap space that is already yesterday's story that has already happened so what we start looking for from here on is actually value 
uh, and uh, wherever there is value there there show up investment opportunities there are also momentum trends in earnings that are there in some stocks or sectors that uh, are getting the public interest as far as investing is concerned and then liquidity flows remain positive even the rbi's measures after the budget while the budget was not huge expansionary it was mildly expansionary in terms of expanding the fiscal and then the rbi while not cutting interest rates did some liquidity injections through the ltros so all of that is really somewhat positive as far as financial markets are concerned what we are dealing with right now is a sentimental issue and uh, it does not impact the long term trend of what is going on which is where like you said do you really sell everything and go away for the investment portfolio the time was probably 2 years ago at this stage i would find it harder to say so unless something dramatic happens on uh, the uh, you know global stage as far as the economies are concerned beyond what we already know so far in terms of what the impact of this uh, virus will be so then this dip might in a different way end up being uh, more an opportunity than otherwise uh, while in fact few days ago i wrote a long shot update where there was a chart from elliot wave international showing exactly when lot of these previous epidemics have actually occurred they in fact they've actually done a subscriber video where they not only show the uh, epidemics of the last few decades but they also go back to the 18th century where uh, you had you know things like polio or you had influenza epidemics and many of them occurred in late stages of bear markets where the bear market had already been on for you know a couple of years and then in the late stages it occurred creating that final panic and then a low point from where things continued to recover so this is just the history when you have you know decades of such history of you know when these events happened and how they how markets re- responded then for long term investors that becomes relevant that you know this is a near term panic uh, and it doesn't really uh, cause the start of a bear market but it's usually occurs at the end of a trend uh, especially as sentiment is at its worst gold seems to be shining uh, is it the start of the wave 3 or where do you see the gold so gold started a impulsive advance i think more than a year ago and within that structure gold is in the fifth wave so if you go back to the december of 2018 which is where this move started and we started to expect the long term third wave within that we are in the fifth now the fifth itself is subdividing okay and within those subdivisions you will get pullbacks especially when a large part of this mo- uh, most recent move has occurred on this news flow so let me just highlight it's not just gold because of f- the fear factor Uh, around coronavirus we have not only seen a spike in volatility but we've also seen huge bond buying over the last one month of course the bond rally started a year ago but bond markets were consolidating all the way into december and then after that you've seen a big spike up in bonds uh, so the us 10 year and 30 year in fact the 30 year bonds are now at priced at the lowest yield in the history of 30 year bond market so what does that tell you it tells you an overreaction that has happened just this morning i, I saw the daily sentiment index for bonds at 90% that means 90% of traders are bullish on bonds to me that's a sign that you are now in the last or late stages of this bond market rally at least the one year rally needs to cool off before it can you know start up anything again which means that i would expect yields to start rising from here in the weeks or months ahead so that's a very contrary opinion to what has been happening right now but that's what the charts indicate that you are in the fifth wave i think i put that chart out just yesterday that you are in wave 5 of 5 5 of this particular move uh, even in the short term and whenever it reverses you would probably get a medium term top and the whole uh, we call it actually the risk on risk off trade right so when you go into a risk off mode you buy bonds and sell equities and that trade may be coming to an end right now as far as what the bonds are indicating similarly in the gold market while it's been on this one year long rally 
वी आर इन दी लेट स्टेजेस ऑफ दिस राइज स्पेशली बिकॉज दिस राइज इज नाउ बिंग ड्रिवेन बाई फियर एंड मैक्सिमम फियर अराउंड यू नो सेफ हेवन ट्रेड वेर सेफ मनी वॉन्ट्स टू फाइंड गोल्ड वट दैट इज डन इज दैट इन दी सी एफ टी फी फ्यूचर्स मार्केट द लॉन्ग पोजिशन विच एट सो पास द टू थाउजेंड एंड सिक्सटीन हाई आई आर नाउ एट अल टाइम रिकॉर्ड विच मीन्स ट्रेडर्स और स्पेक्यूलेटर्स एट द लॉन्गेस्ट लॉन्ग एवर इन गोल्ड फ्यूचर्स as per the commitment of traders report so so this puts us again in late stages of this move i wouldn't rule out one more spike towards 1700 but somewhere at some point now as we come closer to the top end of this range uh, we would get concerned about being too long uh, on gold at least in the near term till some of the position unwinds our long term view still remains bullish since 2015 that will not change but every time you get an excessive positioning uh you do get concerned as to whether prices can pull back so this has happened in bonds this has happened in gold and the third place you are seeing this fear ride is the dollar itself because the dollar has had a multi month move up in fact it's been two months because you had the last quarter in the dollar actually on the way down so the dollar peaked in september and we called that the start of a reflation trade between december uh, september and january we actually got most commodity prices and stocks doing very well because of that reflation trade but now since january you have the dollar rising again and this most recent fear trade has pushed it even further up uh, to another extreme where some of the usd pairs actually seeing sentiment held single digits which means people are you know the most bullish on the dollar versus those currency pairs more than 90% bullish in many pairs which means that you also coming to the end of that particular trade so everything is an over reaction right now it's a little late to now get reactive to markets if you didn't react earlier you may be in late stages of this move which means it's better to wait it out and then consider the trade on exactly the opposite direction of what the markets are doing once you start seeing things stabilize and i think moment you get news flows which are less negative on this fear around the virus uh, many of these markets which have been over reacting will change course and go completely the other way speaking on the sectors how how do you see the it sector doing is it like just waiting for the dollar breakout or what's your view on this so the dollar breakout remains a uh, critical issue it has hit the 72 level for the third or fourth time in the last few days and still not broken out despite the global dollar rally now is the dollar really the biggest driver of the it sector my short answer is in the medium term no because the dollar usually reflects flows and inflows come into india and the dollar is getting strong usually the tech sector with the rest of the equity market has done well you can look at 2003 to 2008 you can look at 2010 to 2011 whenever the dollar got strong tech stocks did well so this whole thesis that dollar is the reason why tech stocks do well or not is a is sort of not uh, completely appropriate but where it does get, uh, get increasingly highlighted nowadays is because over the last 10 years the tech sector has actually seen a contraction in their margins and now every small move in the dollar further impacts that now my if my long term trend of a weaker dollar starts playing out then that would not really help the tech sector's woes that said the post i put out yesterday is purely the it index and when you look at it you see that it's close to making a triple top at the same level where it was more than a year ago and if the, for the third time it's coming to that level the bounce not looking very uh, impulsive uh, the risk is that the it sector actually tops out and rolls over once more and so uh, what i'm looking at is a potential of a triple top at this level unless it shows clear signs of breaking out i think there's a risk to the downside maybe it just underperforms the rest of the market if nothing else So thanks Rohit for the wonderful insights and uh, to all the viewers once again thank you uh, this is the end of the podcast so stay tuned to india charts you can also subscribe to india charts newsletters by logging into indiacharts.com 
सो वी लुक फॉरवर्ड टू यू थैंक यू वेरी मच थैंक्स रोहित या थैंक्स अ लॉट एंड फॉर एवरी वन हुज लुकिंग एट गेटिंग ऑन टू दी नेक्स्ट बैच फॉर दी मेंटरशिप प्रोग्राम दैट स्टार्ट इन एप्रिल यू गेट इन टच विद चवन हीज ऑलरेडी गिवन यूज नंबर सिक्स थ्री सिक्स वन ट्रिपल सिक्स सिक्स टू नाइन सो दैट्स ऑल फॉर टूडे थैंक यू Nothing in this podcast is investment advice. Views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work. Please consult a registered financial advisor for the same. And yes, please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge. 